Resale Sisters, it's me, Tia Marie Arnold, and I'm here to do the March recap. Our topic in March was real joy. And this topic is very, very important to me, mainly because of my personal testimony of suffering from postpartum depression and just depression period uh, several years ago. And I remember being in a place where it seemed extremely hard to think positive, to find joy. I literally just felt something was clouding my vision and clouding my focus and my perspective. And I remember just diligently praying. The only scripture I had in my heart at the time was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I missed um, the first year of my son's life because of postpartum depression and just sitting in front of the window and quoting that scripture and crying. And I just, I remember just thinking, can I ever get out of this? And even years later, after I had my daughter, it kind of resurfaced again and I still struggled, but I'm out of it now. And so this topic is extremely, extremely dear to my heart. And I felt like, man, God, this is incredible that you put the word joy in our spirits for uh, March, especially with all this coronavirus happening and the economy doing what it's doing. It can really steal your joy if you allow it. So I'm going to recap some of the things that we talked about this month at Soul Sister. March gatherings were incredible, virtual gatherings. We had 90 women in attendance, 90 sisters, and they came from Delaware, Kansas, Ohio, Georgia, Texas, Kentucky, California, and Indiana. And I am just so grateful that I was able to socialize and communicate and have discussions with such amazing women of God. The wisdom that flows in these gatherings every single month. It's just like you think, oh, this can't get better, and then it gets better. So it was absolutely incredible. So let's jump right into real joy. The recap and the life point that I want you to leave with is your joy can only be found in God. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So rejoice in God. But how can you do that? And that's what we talked about. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. And I'm sure you know that. But if you don't, Let's go ahead and remember that it is a fruit. And so once you receive Jesus in your life, you now receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit comes development of fruit. And the fruit, one of the fruits that we're talking about this month, obviously, is joy. And so that fruit has to be developed. But you don't lose it. It's in you because Christ is in you. You don't not have Christ one day and you have him next day. You have Christ. And so if you have Christ, you have the fruits of the spirit. You have love, you have joy, peace, kindness, self-control. All of those fruits are in you. It's like an apple tree. An apple tree is an apple tree. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter the seasons around it. It's still an apple tree. But if it's not cared for, if it's not getting the correct elements, it's not going to develop. And so I really want to talk about the development of this joy because with everything that's going on, it's easy to forget that you actually have that fruit 
living on the inside of you. And so there are three things that I really want to touch on. The first thing that I want to look at and the first thing that we talked about was perspective. You develop your joy by developing a perspective, an attitude, a mindset, a focus. And it's not based off of your circumstances. When I think about where God has brought me from, it gives me a perspective. Well, what perspective does that give me? It gives me a perspective of how good God has been, how good God is, and how good God will always be. If he did it then, he can do it again. And I am super big on reminding myself because I don't know about y'all, but I forget. I may be all up in feeling good and thinking about the goodness of the Lord on day one. Day two, if someone calls me or if I have to deal with somebody at a grocery store or anything, I can completely forget. Or if I look at my bank account and it's not sitting, you know, the way that I want it to sit, it can try to steal my joy. So my perspective, I have to be intentional and I feel like I'm hopping forward because I want to talk about that a little later. But you do have to be intentional about what you look at. So having the perspective of what God has done in your life and seeing a situation and saying, how should I look at this situation? Because you really do have a choice. Everything that you see, you can choose to either see the good in it or you can choose to see the bad in it. And I was just talking to somebody yesterday who told me that they, I mean, just flat out told me they just can't keep going on. And I'm like, okay, Let's look at what you do have. And I started just for me knowing this person very closely, I started naming off all these things that I see God is doing in their life. While I know that their issues, I'm not saying that their issues aren't happening. I'm not, I wasn't even dismissing them or I wasn't even treating it like it's not important because it is. Like I said at the beginning, I know what it is to be in a place of depression and having that fog. But I, in this moment, was pretty pretty much taking on the charge that I'm going to show this person a different perspective because they need help. We need help. We need to be reminded. And so I started naming all the things that I see that God is doing. And this person said, you know what? You're right. You're right. I need to be counting my blessings. That's it. That's the perspective that you got to have. You can count your you can count your losses. You can count all that thing. But let me tell you, when you go down that road, you are heading to failure for sure. The only the only thing at the end of that path is destruction. But when you count your blessings, when you think about um, how there's probably other people that may have it worse than you do, or even if you just think about what you do have and it's going to really become reality that you really maybe shouldn't deserve what you have or you couldn't really have what you have. It really gets you in a place of thankfulness. So that's the perspective that you need to have. Look at a situation. And I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to go ahead and share. Just this past month, I knew and I know that when we have a topic in Soul Sister that the enemy is going to be around he's gonna start getting petty and all this stuff and so I was away I was ready I was like guarded but I wasn't particularly guarded in this area he came for my hair <laughs> my hair started falling out this month 
And it was hard. It was a hard reality. I got to the place sometimes that it got hard to look at myself in the mirror because I saw bald patches in my hair. And so I had to get to a place where, okay, I can't allow this to steal my joy, but I really didn't know how. So I decided and I asked God for his help to give me a perspective. And once I looked at the situation, he gave me an idea to just cut it off. Get to a place where I can look at myself. And I did. And I know I'm not rocking it today because I actually have a birthday coming up soon and I want to do a big reveal for that. But I remember looking at myself in the mirror and first, of course, the shock of like, oh my gosh, I've never seen myself this way. But I also saw me. I saw me. I saw what I really look like. And it brought joy back to me. And then my babies came in the room and they're like, mommy. And oh my gosh, they said the most adorable thing. You still look beautiful, mommy. And so the joy that I have from that, I could have looked at uh, the situation in a, in a bad way. And it was challenging. I cried when my husband was cutting it all off. It wasn't easy. And that's the thing about joy. Joy doesn't mean that everything is going to go right. Joy doesn't even mean that you're in a happy mood. It means that your spirit is in an expected place, an exciting place. Your spirit is, is, uh, is trusting God and is joyful in what God is doing. And sometimes you have to command your flesh to bow down so that you can allow your spirit to rejoice for you because your flesh ain't going to want to rejoice. Okay. All right. I don't want to make this video too long. So we're going to move on. The second, the second way of developing your joy is acceptance, which I believe go hand in hand with trust in order to develop your joy with accept with, with your life is to accept what God is doing. And King Solomon talked about this in Ecclesiastes. There's so many scriptures that I have that he touched on, but the one that I want to talk about today is trust God with your destiny. When you get to a place that you can trust God with what he's doing in your life, or maybe what he's not doing in your life, because we all know we've heard a whole lot of no's. And sometimes if you're not looking in the right uh, perspective in the situation, it can cause that joy to go, whoop, you know, so accept what he's doing, trust your path that he's leading you and guiding you. The scripture that I want to read about this, it says it's in Ecclesiastes 6.10. It says, everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. So don't argue with God about what he's doing. Learn to distrust in him. You know, our word for April is, is rest. And I think this scripture is going to be really key in what we talk about. But when you find that, that rest and that peace in God, then it allows you to have a different view of your life. When you trust him, you're no longer trying to take control. And I don't know about you. I've been in seasons where I tried to take control. And let's be honest, when you try to take control it can be stressful and stressful does not bring on joy. So let's just be children of God. 
let's just rest in him and allow him to do what he does so then we can actually have that perspective and have joy in what he's doing. That doesn't mean that everything is happening in your life is great, like I said, but if you can trust him, you can rely on him, you can lean into him, you can yield to him and what he's doing and surrender to him. And back to our word from uh, February, be humble, right? And know that you don't know it all. Then there's a joy that will come from that. Develop Your joy will be developed in that as you trust God. You know, I don't know about you, but there's been times that I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? What are you? And that whole just trying to figure out what God is doing can steal your joy because you won't figure it out and you'll find yourself going in this cycle of just trying, trying, trying. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Lean not into your own understanding. Why? Because you don't know it all. So in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And with that, then you'll see God and you'll see him move and you'll thank him for the no's and you thank him for the yes and you'll thank him for where he's leading you and guiding you. My final point is develop a desire for joy. Develop a desire. So I remember being in, um, which state were we in? California. And uh, the word that kept going around was being intentional, intentional. And so when you have a desire, you have to develop a desire to find joy. And it also reminds me of what was talked about in Soul Sister Ohio about fighting for your joy. It has to be important to you. After me coming out of that season of depression, and honestly, let me tell you how I got out of it. It was perspective. It was me. First of all, I had a desire. I prayed. I kept praying. I did not give up. I did not let go of that prayer. I kept saying, God, I want to get out of this. I want to experience your joy. I know it's a fruit of the spirit. And I have Jesus. And I remember saying this. I have Jesus in my heart. I know that he is with me. So I want to start experiencing the joy of the Lord because your word says that I can have it. Did it happen right away? No. But what did happen was, and I can't remember who I was listening to, but they were talking about thankfulness and gratitude. And I really, I heard that thing. It resonated with my spirit. And so I started waking up every day. And this is the intentional part. I started waking up every day being intentional about what I can thank God for. And in our gatherings, we called it the joy trigger. So I have joy triggers, things that I think on that I know is going to put me in a place of thankfulness. And so one of those is my family. I think about my family. I think about my marriage. I think about how far God has bought me and my husband, Jeff, and what we have walked through. I think about my son and the healing that I have seen God do in my son. Y'all, whoo, it's, it's It's getting me emotional. This is what I'm talking about. They're joy triggers. They're things that you think on that you're like, God, you are so good. And it combats the enemy. It causes that thing to break. And I remember the first time that I really started doing that and it it carried throughout my day. And we also talked about where is your joy tank? And so I remember just having those thoughts and it filling my joy tank and it lasting. Now, This is what I have to say. 
it, if you don't do it every day, you're going to be on empty every day. So you have to be intentional about finding your joy triggers, thinking on those joy triggers. You can't just sit there and expect joy to just hop on you. You have to do your part. And so one of the things that I had shared is I am very intentional about the atmosphere that I set, especially right now being home and it's I'm home right now and it's quiet right now but that's normally not what my home sounds like we either have the word on television or we have worship playing on the big speakers and then at night I am very intentional about listening to the word as I fall asleep. I'm either listening to the Bible or I'm listening to a message that I've already heard, really, because I want to listen to it twice to get it in my mind, to get it in my spirit, to have a mindset. But I'm extremely intentional about that now. And I I don't know, I guess I've been doing that now for the past few months, but I have seen a tremendous difference. Hear me. I wake up so much lighter. I'm not a morning person. And I used to tell people, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. I don't even drink coffee anymore. And I remember one of my soul sisters said to me, you must be a morning person. I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, no, this is truly the work of the Lord because I am not a morning person. But ever since I've been falling asleep listening to the word, I wake up refreshed. I wake up restored. Now, I don't just live off of that because like I say, I come downstairs, the word is playing or worship is playing. And then now that I'm homeschooling, I have to homeschool the children in the morning. But after they're done with their schoolwork, mommy has to go upstairs because I got to go spend some time with the Lord. So I sit and I read my Bible. And one of those days last week after it was a pretty stressful day with homeschool, you know, just trying to get all this done. And it was one of those long days. And I ended up opening the Bible, reading Psalms 18. It hit me so hard. Tears fell. I just felt so much joy and just the revelation that God was giving me. So you really have to be, and this is not about what Tia does, but I'm using examples because I have nobody else here except for my husband. I'm just using examples that I have done that are intentional about keeping my joy full. And so whatever it is that you do and ask God, because really, as I wrap this up, one of the biggest points that I want to take that I want to leave with you is when you in Ecclesiastes 12 says that the meaning of life is to obey God and fear the Lord. So when the Lord, the Lord drops ideas in your spirit, he's not just dropping them just to say, oh, that's a great idea. Be obedient. If he says, go listen to that message. If he says, go take a walk in the sunlight. He's telling you these things for your good. And these are ideas that he leaves you so that you can be equipped and develop the fruits that are in you. So when God told me, I want you to start listening to the word when you fall asleep. Yes, I heard that very strongly in my spirit. I am very now, I don't care what I'm watching. I turn it off. And I make sure, I don't care how tired I am, I set my phone because my phone can turn off after a certain time. I set my phone and I put on my word and I lay down and I listen until I fall asleep. And I didn't know what the result of that was going to be, but God did. And I am so thankful that he gave me that idea. So 
whatever it is, and especially in this season, please, please, please don't just do careless things. Don't just do things that just sound good just to be doing them just so that you can keep yourself from not going crazy, having cabin fever. Listen, sisters, we are children of God. He is very intentional and he cares about every single detail in your life. And he wants you to keep your joy even in this season. And I am not saying that your issues don't matter and that they're not important. Just being at these gatherings gave me a perspective that, man, people are really going through some serious stuff right now. They are. And I can't give you remedies of how to fix all that. Well, actually I can. God, he's the only, this is the only remedy I can give you, you know, seek him and submit to what he's telling you to do, obey what he's telling you to do. And don't, and again, don't just, don't just write a book. Cause somebody's telling you to write a book. I've written a book. And let me tell you this, if God has not graced you, that book will not get done. There is a particular time that God wants you to do it. So if you feel that he is pressing you to write that book, then I don't care what else you got going on. Make time to do it because there's a grace that will sustain you. His power will sustain you to get it done. And in that, you are going to experience such joy just from being obedient to what he told you to do. But if he did not tell you to write that book and he told you spend this time with your family, but you hear everybody else saying, oh, go write that book. If God didn't say do it, you're not going to have joy, honey. You are going to be stressed out. You're going to be crying and feeling discouraged and feel like you can't do it and all this other stuff. And you may feel that even if God did tell you to do it, but he'll give you the grace and the power to push past it. But if he's not telling you to do it, it's not going to bring you joy. Don't do things just because everybody else is doing them. Do it because God has told you to do it. And then you will see such a great reward and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. The joy of the Lord, not the joy of you finishing the book, not the joy of you doing all this other stuff. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. So I pray that I have recapped this as well. Listen, this is only a small piece of what we talked about. And I hope that you can join us in April because we are going to talk about rest. And this is not sitting on your behind rest. This is spiritual rest. Even if things decide to open back up and we go back to work, there is still a rest that you need to have. And we're going to talk about how to get that rest, where to get that rest. Can you have that rest even with a frantic life? The answer is yes, yes, yes. So meet me. Uh, this was not a Soul Sister April tag, but meet me in Soul Sister uh, virtual gatherings in April and the dates will be coming soon. Follow us at www.soulsistergatherings.org for more information. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Well, I pray this has been a blessing and I'll see you soon.